Okay, um, hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I don't know if I guess fine, we'll take it out. We'll take it out. Okay. <laughs> hi, everybody listening to this podcast, aka hi. Mr. Chase. Um, we tried to put an intro music, so if you can hear it, um... Congratulations. Yeah, it's really good. It's called Curious, so I really hope it, like, it sparks some kind of curiosity in you. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cut that out. Okay, so, Valis, you and I decided to watch World War II movies, and... Not a good decision yeah, a good to idea. watch at 1 a.m. in the morning last night. Yeah, um, both of us, I mean, speaking of for, for myself, I don't usually like watching World War II movies, or war movies in general. I like rom-coms, so this was a little bit out of my comfort zone, and it made me cry, so I will not be watching war movies ever again. Except for the next two assignments. Yes, so. Okay, Valentina, So, the off. first movie that we decided to watch was Hacksaw Ridge, directed by Mel Gibson. Why based- I, I did some research. Okay. <laughs> it's directed by Mel Gibson. I think he's famous. <laughs> and it's based on a true story. So, um, my favorite character was the main character, Doss. He was so cute, and... Yeah, especially in the beginning when he saw the nurse. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, and how he, like, ran into the woods, and I don't know. I really liked him. And then I also liked... I don't know what his name was, but the general, because at first... Because I, I liked him because he had a lot of character development. At first, he didn't like Doss, but then towards the end, Doss saved him. Yeah, he's also he was also really funny when giving out the nicknames to the yeah. soldiers. Nice, nice humor. Yes. Okay, what other... Um, oh, what happened to his brother? He just like, went off to the war and then never came back oh, so- in the movie. What? That's my general reaction. <laughs> That's my reaction. I also like that it was a true movie. I like that at the end there were photos of him in real life and how and him receiving the Medal of Honor. I really liked that. Made me very happy. Yeah, there was definitely good cinematography in the actual movie. Like I think the the director, Mel Gibson, <laughs> did a really good job like with um all the special effects the and stuff. Like he, the director doesn't use the camera with the special effects and stuff. Like some, a lot of the stuff was very gory. They had like a flamethrower, which yeah, I wait, didn't, I didn't realize because that was historically accurate until I searched it up. And it turns out there were flamethrowers back uh, then. Also, I understand like in Japan there is like the samurai culture where they where people commit suicide because they think that's like honorable. But was that going on in World War Two? Because like the I think there was a Japanese man towards the end and yeah, he killed himself. I, I think that was going on. But I don't know. No, according to my AMSCO book research, um, it flips through pages. I I have a notebook. <laughs> the battle that was portrayed in the war was the um, Battle of Hacksaw Ridge. N- no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was. The, As you can tell, you know who did the research and who did it. But it's okay, Mr. Chase, because you don't know which one of us is talking. It was the Battle of Okinawa, so. okay. from April to June, okay. from April to June, nineteen forty-five, and it was um dominated by kamikazes who caused a lot of major damage on the ships in japan over fifty thousand u.s soldiers were killed and a hundred thousand japanese were killed and it was the this was the battle that mainly ended the war except like the actual nuclear bombs actually ended the war i realized that we never actually talked about the overview of the movie like a plot summary oh so basically there's this guy named Doss and he's a conscientious obs- objector observer one objector objector so he doesn't use violence and he doesn't want to pick up a rifle and he enlists, very religious yeah and he enlists in the army and it's a story about him and his experience in the army and what he did to save I think it was in real life this man saved like 75 men without using yes. a gun so and that's the, the background of his I think his 
in the beginning of the movie, he's not actually in the war. It kind of shows his family life. And I think it's really interesting how they show his father. Um, I don't know what... I think his father's name was Tom. And they show how he... I think he was a World War Yeah, he was part of the Lost Generation. He, like, yeah, talked he, about it. Yeah, and in the beginning scene, it, it was him in front of a bunch of graves. I'm guessing those were his comrades. Did they say comrades? I don't know. I'm guessing it was like his fellow brethren. It's <laughs> not <laughs> funny. Yeah, well, basically, so he was hanging from a bunch of graves and he was drinking. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this also shows one of the societal changes during the time period, because a lot of the lost generation definitely came back with a lot of PTSD because this was one of the World War One was one of the major wars with, um, like heavy artillery and. I don't know. People just weren't prepared for it. So. Yeah, that's why his dad was really angry and both, um, dogs took it out and on his, his brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, him and his mom. Yeah. Okay. Um. What story was the director trying to tell? What was most of the film? I um, think one major thing theme that I saw was the Mel Gibson was trying to show how it's important to stand up for your beliefs because that's what um Dawson did the whole entire time, even when he was about to go to military prison when he was tried to go to military prison because he wasn't listening to his commanding officers he still was like i am listening i'm i just don't want to touch a rifle i'm a con- conscientious objector. objector and i think even throughout the war i he stood up for his beliefs even when the japanese came and like almost killed him he still didn't touch a rifle he didn't hurt them so he even saved like some japanese in the movie i don't know if that's historically accurate but out of the 75 people that he saved some of them were Jap- like three japanese people which i thought was interesting yeah, another thing that's, like, more historical and not movie-based, he was court-martialed, and I just wanted to do some more research on that because, like, I don't know how accurate it is that, like, you could get off so easy being yeah, court-martialed. I, I mean, obviously he did because it's a true story, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it was more of a process. I feel like, you know, his dad came into the office and said something. or passed yeah, we gave off him a letter. Yeah, I feel like I don't know how legitimate that is either. And I think when his dad came in to give the court martial that letter that was really signifying how much his dad really cared about him because i feel as though his dad like his whole entire life was very abusive towards dawes al and his mother and when he went up back to the army just to help his son even though he obviously like hated the army and it was something that caused him great stress i guess yeah yeah he went back and did it for his son which i thought was important but then he didn't want to see Dawson after he got out of the... Yeah. Like, he just left abruptly. So, yeah, um, you this movie shows you how you can stand up for your beliefs and also how you can make a difference even if you, even if you do that in kind of an un- unconventional way. So, he didn't use a gun, but he still ended up saving. I think in real life, yeah. he saved 75 lives. So, that shows how he was persevering a lot, which kind of leads us into our next point, how he never gave up. Like, when he was um, dragging the people down and tying the rope and p- bringing them down to the ground so people could bring them to the base he was saying i'm gonna get one more i'm gonna get one more mm-hmm. and his hands were had rope burn all over them he was crawling back to get to save more people and he was consistently praying to god also i mean he's from virginia which i'm guessing is kind of a reflection of the southern society back at back then they're even probably, now like even now they're, very, very religious. they're all very religious so i think that definitely shows kind of the societal views at the time i'm guessing yeah um another thing that i wanted to mention about the movie is that i really liked that it portrayed fighting with the japanese i mean i I know this was a true story so 
they were portraying what happened in his, in his real life. But I feel like usually in World War II, or, or especially in World War II movies, it's centered around um, the Nazis and, and the Hitler and the yeah. Germans. Yeah, so I'm glad that it showed another part of the war and it showed more about like Japanese culture and... Yeah, like with the sam. I don't know if it even if it is a samurai. Samurai. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But I think, in general, when what was the totality that this film represented of political, economic, and social, it really just showed the actual war itself and like the process of Dawes being a conscientious objector. There were little tidbits of cultural ideals back at the time, especially in the beginning of the movie, um, when he goes on his date with mm, Dorothy, but. Most of it was warlike, and even in the war, it, it just showed him fighting with the Japanese. Like, it didn't show, um, during the war, many African-Americans, um, Mexican-American, Native Americans actually got to join the army, although they were still segregated or excluded. But in the, his, what's it called, his group of army his, people, what is it? I don't know, his group. His group, they were all predominantly white males. So, yeah, but I feel like even... Even though it showed more of the war, it also showed how, like, how he stood apart from his, not colleagues, from the other army men, because, I mean, I think he was very patriotic, like, he still, like, he joined the army because he thought it was the the duty to his country, but he didn't have, like, the stereotypical, like, not strong man, but, like, stereotypical, like, buff and, yeah, what is it? Well, he was extremely courageous, but kind of, like, super cocky and... Yeah, like, in the movie, it talked about... It objectified women a lot, which showed, like, how that was popular... Not popular time period, but how that was seen a lot. And also, like, he was beat up by his fellow... um, Comrades. Comrades. (laughs) (laughs) When when they found out that he wasn't going to use a rifle because they were like, oh, you're not defending our country, you're not going to be saving us. When in reality, he was the one that saved a lot of them from... Yeah, and during this, this movie doesn't really show the advances for women during this time period, but a lot of, when the, all of the men went off to war, the women took over their factory jobs, and it actually, there was an increase in the female workforce, which I think the movie does not show. Unfortunately, when the soldiers do come back, they took their jobs back, but during that brief period of time, even like African Americans and women and Mexican Americans really, like, finally got jobs in America. Yeah. I think overall, like, it didn't show the home front. It showed yeah. the buildup of him going off to war and then him in war, but it didn't show what was going on back home. Like, I feel like they could have put in a scene maybe of what Dorothy was doing. But at the same yeah. time, like, they wanted to focus the movie on him and his actions and yeah. that would just distract from also, the point of the movie. Also, it did... Sh- I don't know if war counts as a political thing, but it didn't really show the buildup to war. Um, I feel like it could have shown, like, how the U.S. was neutral and then there were the neutrality acts and then pearl harbor but obviously a movie about a true story about desmond dawes desmond dawes Dawes isn't going to show the build-up to world war ii it's just going to show his personal life story so the movie definitely excluded that yeah and didn't talk about like in the internment camps at the time yeah it just mentioned like we're going like i think it was just straightforward we're going off to fight the japanese and then they fought the japanese but when you watch a movie you can't expect everything every single little tiny thing to like, detail to be in the movie during the time period. Yeah. Because I feel like it'd be all over the place then. Like, there needs to be a clear-cut timeline and story, like, plot. Especially because this movie was different because it was trying to show someone's life. Mm -hmm. I feel like they couldn't underscore his um, bravery and his achievements by throwing in, like, 
oh, and back home they were building airplanes, like stuff like that. Because I feel like that wouldn't, that was that didn't really fit with the theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I kind of understand why Mel Gibson took that out. Well, not even took that out, but why he didn't add that in in the first place. Um, yeah. We have three more minutes, so we're gonna throw in an ad. <laughs> Download Honey. <laughs> Free browser extension where you can get free coupons and and discounts off of your purchases. If you go on Target, buy yourself a shirt, and you get a discount. Use Honey. Use code Elizabeth for twenty percent off. Um, Hello Fresh. <laughs> thank you so much. That was a great ad. Um, but yeah, kind of similar. Going along what we were saying about how this movie portrayed more of the Japanese theater than it did the. U.S. one, I mean not the U.S. one. <laughs> there was not a theater in the U.S. The the one in Europe. I mean U.S. What do you mean Japanese theater? <laughs> that's that's what they said in the textbook. <laughs> I'm trying to be fancy. They said that there was two theaters of operation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Um, I think I was, I didn't read the textbook before I watched the movie, so I was honestly a bit confused as to what was going on when they, like when he first got to Japan because I was expecting like all over the World War Two movies for him to get to France or I don't know wherever in Europe there was fighting but when he arrived in Japan and I saw there was like boats because a lot of a lot of the fighting in Japan it was a lot of naval warfare especially after the um the Pearl Harbor no (laughs) (laughs) as you can see one of us read the text but one of us did it (laughs) Um, especially after, like, um, the Battle of Midway ends, the Japanese, the Japanese stopped expanding, and the U.S. kind of did the island hopping, which were, they were trying to take the islands back over in the Pacific that the, that Japan had taken, so I think the movie did a good job showing, like, the water and how boats were bombing an island from the outside another thing that i wanted to add is i don't know if this is historically accurate or not but the japanese had a tunnel system which you could see in the movie mm-hmm. that they were running around tunnels i don't know how accurate that was but i thought that was interesting how they had this interwoven path where they were attacking i thought that was interesting but like i don't know how accurate that was and also like something we talked we already talked about flamethrowers but when i first watched the movie i was a little bit surprised because i feel like we never we're never taught that like a flamethrower can be used as like a conventional mm-hmm. like weapon in war like i always thought it was like snipers rifles um yeah like, they didn't use any tanks it was just mostly yeah mostly snipers i saw i saw some people well, using knives too like they were the bayonets no no not not the bayonets but like, to me like oh, if, they, if they were really close they're using like small yeah. knives and like at the end of the movie you can see that um well at the end it's towards towards the end they were like the japanese were walking and making sure that everybody was dead and they were sticking yeah. them with bayonets well, in general, how are you supposed to get a tank on an island? Fly. Well, there's probably, like, big boats, yeah. right? Also, in like, I don't know how accurate it was that they were climbing up this net to go to the battlefield. Because I feel like that's not... If I were... I don't know anything about warfare, so yeah, I can't say anything. But, but when I watched the movie, I was like, why can't the Japanese just go to the top, make... Like, everybody's climbing up on this rope and just, like, untie the rope. And then they just fall over and die. Like, I don't... I mean, I, that's because, like, I don't understand the whole... Oh gosh, dang it! Did it, okay. <laughs> Sorry, my phone turned off. Cause like I don't really understand much about war, so like why can't they just like go and like run and do that? Like why do they have to stay on like their fronts? 
I don't... I just think there's some rules to warfare that people have. If it's warfare, if you're killing people, why not just go and kill them? I, I don't know. So, <laughs> um, in general, I think the movie didn't really show any economic change, like, things going on in the time period, especially it could have shown the factory workers, it could have shown the jobs for women, it could have shown how people had to... Because of the war, the there was an increase in taxes for people to pay because... The, this war is what brought us out of the Great Depression, not the New Deal. Sorry, FDR. It was this war, and it was the taxes. The people had a lot of taxes. And some people were even rationing their food so they can give it to the soldiers. And I don't think it really showed like, the economics of the United States, because the United States was in the most debt, I think. Right? I don't I don't know. Well, what I wanted to add as a maybe final point of our podcast Wait, is that- Wait, I was going through every single thing. Okay, wait, well, maybe not as a final point, but maybe as, like, just my point, is that they, I understand if it was, like, a documentary and they're talking about economics, but because this was a movie about a true story about a man and what he did, they couldn't really jump to, like... Was it, I'm not, I'm not, like, accusing the movie of not You're accusing about Mel Gilbert! <laughs> Mel Gibson! I'm not accusing the movie of not including economics, I'm just saying what the question is that we're supposed to be talking about. I already talked about that! <laughs> um... Socially, in the beginning, it does show a little bit of propaganda with um, Dawes and Dorothy on their date. The movie that they watch is showing the... It's a black and white movie showing the Germans marching with the flags with swastikas. But I think they could have they could have shown some more propaganda. I think in the actual army office when Dawes was talking to the general or something... I don't know what the officer positions are in the army. But when he was talking to the really important guy, there was... Um, a poster, and I think it might have been propaganda. I don't know. I couldn't read it, but there's oh, a one other thing I wanted to add is every single case of en- of enlistment into the war in this movie. Well, we only saw his brother and him, but both of them were voluntary. Like I feel like it didn't talk about the drafts at all. Yeah, it was all. But that voluntary. also kind of shows socially how there was a high increase of American pride. This was also kind of good for, um, according to the textbook for immigrants because there was definitely a decrease in prejudice because everybody was all working towards one goal whether it be in the factory and factories or on the front immigrants were kind of starting to be more accepted but we, we just say that now because a war is like always a special time after the war i don't know if things went back to normal or not and then well we already kind of talked about socially how the movie did a good job of dressing socially in the beginning but Half of the more than half of the movie was just a like battle scenes, war scenes, like, yeah, gory scenes. Well, I don't say more than half. I feel like a lot of it was build up to war, and a lot of it was war scenes. Yeah, it was like the build up to his like his childhood and him meeting Dorothy mm-hmm. and him getting married to Dorothy, and... and then politically, I don't know if war counts as something that's part of the politically category, but I don't know where else it fit. So I guess that was happening between other countries, but it really didn't show up like the U.S. build up to war, that the U.S. was neutral, then... Yeah, I don't even think it mentioned that, like, the reason they were fighting the Japanese was, yeah. like, because Pearl the Harbor. U.S. attacked... Uh, not the U.S. attacked. The Japanese <laughs> attacked Pearl. <laughs> the U.S. attacked themselves. <laughs> um, yeah, they didn't mention, like, the three neutrality acts at all, or... Well, we need to sound smart. We don't sound smart. <laughs> okay, well, um, thank you for listening. We're tuning um, out, um... This... We actually, or I'm going to speak for myself, I actually enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I actually, I liked the movie. I cried at the end. It was a very good movie. Yeah, it was a very good movie. I also like how in every single war movie there's always, like, a romantic interest. Because that always makes it, like, more. What if they die? 
I know, then you cry more. That's why you should watch Pearl Harbor. Um, Mr. Chase, this is also our request to please watch Pearl Harbor as one of the movies because Valentina wants me to, um, to um, watch it. It's... If you make it this far. I'm pretty sure Mr. Chase is not going to make it this far. He's going to watch five minutes. great is it in like F. Okay. <laughs> After my sponsorship, I think that's where I was like, cut. Okay. Um, bye, Mr. Chase. Or and everyone. and all of the listeners in the universe that listen to this. We're going to be podcast famous. Yeah. Okay. Shout. Oh, what about. Oh, yeah, we should oh, do shout outs. Okay, okay. Shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to Mr. Delaney because he's my favorite person on the entire planet. And, um, yeah. I'm going to give He a sent sh- me a video of him, um, trespassing and going to this abandoned place in medford and it was actually very interesting so don't tell him i told you that though because i don't think he's allowed to trespass so um i'm gonna give a shout out to the whole entire history department i love history and all the teachers i don't think any of them know who i am slash can't tell me apart from elizabeth she's been my i don't think she knows who i am anymore dr halpin was my queen i love love dr halpin she can't tell us apart and mr chase (laughs) and whoever we have senior year but we're taking different histories senior year so yeah so yes, World War II, um, Hacksaw Ridge. Um, we'll see you on the next episode next week, where we will be discussing either Mudbound and Glorious Bastards Saving Private Ryan or Pearl Harbor, hopefully. Okay. Bye, Mr. <laughs> Chase. <laughs>